We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Get, get, get down. Now. Back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. We got a lot of good texts coming in on the Xfinity Mobile text line. 888-957-9570. You want to chime in? We're talking about geography. We're talking about the Warriors. We're talking about apparently cross-country interpretations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On the 650, Steiny, miss me with your cross-country interpretations. If you're not driving from Seattle to Miami, you aren't coast to coast. I mean, while the Seattle to Miami drive is a bear... Sure. Um, it's just one of several drives that could be considered a coast-to-coast drive. San Francisco to Atlantic City would be a coast-to-coast drive. It does confuse me, the whole northwest, east-south thing. What, like, do you, what do you need to know? Well, like here in the Bay, there's yeah, just, sure. there's no West Bay. There's an East Bay. There's a South Bay. There's a North Bay. Right. You know, if, if you're down in San Diego, you're not, you're not technically in the South, even though you're on the border. You're on the West Coast. You're out in, you know, Texas, then that's that's where the South starts. Southwest. Well, Southwest Texas, even though technically midway through the country. Louisiana then, Mississippi. That's that's the South, right? It's a deep South. That's the deep where, where where does the South start for you? North Carolina? Oh, Maryland. Tennessee? Maryland. Maryland? Mm-hmm. I thought the Mason Dixon was there, there's the there's the mid south. That's Tennessee. That's like Memphis-ish and uh, Knoxville and Nashville. It's kind of the, they call that the Mid South. Some of those cities are booming. Uh, another city that's booming, uh, Birmingham, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Now that's the deep, that's deeper South. Interesting. What else do you want to know? Uh, well, actually, I do want to know what you think about this Derek Carr situation. Yeah, five one zero says, how come you're not talking about Derek Carr? We can talk about it. Uh, I don't. I almost forgot that the. We're now playing the Raiders this weekend. Feels like a trap game, Steiny. No, it's not. Feels like a trap game. N- no, it's not. What? Want to bet? That, that if it feels like a trap what? game, let's make a bet. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll take the Niners. I'll take it up. I'll take the line. No. What? A trap game is a loss. A trap game is that means the 49ers lose the game. I'll bet you they don't lose the game. See? I can't go that you're like, far. You're, you're just like goo. You just backpedal and backpedal. I learned from you, the best. After you throw something out. Um, He's done now in Vegas. Niners are nine and a half point favorites. I'll take the points. I wouldn't bet against the Niners. I'll take the points. Put it that way. Uh, Maryland is the mid-Atlantic. Easy 4-1-5. Yes, you simmer. better be careful. Simmer. Um, no, it is. Okay, okay, so Derek Carr yeah, we was gotta, relieved go of his duties. He was benched. Jared Stidham is going to be the starting quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders this weekend at Allegiant Stadium. That's probably why the line is nine and a half at this point. And then... Recently, within the last couple of days, they apparently have excused Derek Carr. There's a mutual understanding that he shouldn't be with the team for the last two games before most likely the end of his career. And it's just it's just kind of weird because the, the, the term that I kept seeing thrown around was distraction. Right. So Derek Carr is a distraction to the team. That's why he's not going to be with them the last two games. 
and he's not starting. After, I've given this some thought, and my initial reaction was something doesn't add up, but the more you think about it, I, I, I think it's okay. And the reason is, so Derek Carr, if he were to get hurt, in this upcoming game or the last game, his contract would be guaranteed for next year. Yeah. So if if Derek Carr went out and got hurt against the 49ers, his contract is guaranteed for next year. They don't want it guaranteed. Definitely. So they've just said, look, why don't you take off and we'll call it a career for you. Nine years as quarterback of the Raiders, I think I saw. And um, it, he's not going to be like, I. it's semantics. Derek Carr is not going to be a distraction, but Derek Carr in the locker room, writers will want to talk to him. So they'll want to talk to him about his future. They'll want to talk to him about how he thought the backup quarterback did. They want to talk to him about how he feels after nine years. Get You know what I mean? And, and the mere presence of Carr was going to invite so much, uh, you know, curiosity, basically. I think they just said, "Why don't you take off and 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 good luck to you." Yeah, it does sound like they're trying to avoid the storylines of the last two games surrounding the quarterback position because he's probably not going to be involved. I'm sure ownership. Well, I think Vic Tafer, the Athletic, put out that ownership was essentially the one that you know didn't even want to give him the chance of of playing, getting hurt, having next year being guaranteed. They want to move off of him. It's been there since 2014 as a starter. It's time. But if you're the rest of the team, like, I mean, Josh Jacobs was pretty vocal last week about, like, I, 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 I don't know, I'm not really feeling this place, right. Las Vegas. Devontae Adams, even though he got paid a ridiculous sum of money, is probably regretting joining Derek Carr in Las Vegas because he's not going to have a chance to play with his former college teammate. But Derek Carr, it does feel to me it's like, they just don't. I don't see him as a distraction. In fact, I think he'd be a good influence. He seems to be a good guy and is all about the team. But they just want to avoid any stories surrounding him and what that quarterback position is going to be. Because like, I don't know if Jared Siddham is going to win the job next year. Las Vegas is probably going to try and find a quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe. Mm. But there, th- this does start the conversation of the quarterback carousel. And it usually begins in the offseason whenever you figure out who needs a quarterback, who doesn't. The Jets need a quarterback. The Falcons need a quarterback. Well, now the Raiders need a quarterback. The Niners, as we discussed the last couple of days, are in a firm position. They don't need a quarterback anywhere. They, they got two good ones. Maybe a third if Jimmy decides to come back. But Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo are, I, I, I think just because of you know Las Vegas being in Oakland, Derek Carr being... The guy perceived to be as a you know a better talent. Jimmy Garoppolo is the winner, but you don't know how good they are and how good they aren't. It, it does feel like this weekend would have been the time that people would have had the conversation about. All right, which we still would, do that. Well, but but now that Derek Carr is not going to be there, there's going to be less of that. Well, but Jimmy Garoppolo is still with the team. He wasn't excused. But we can still say, who would you rather have? Neither of them are going to play the rest of the year. Who would you rather have as your quarterback? Well, are we saying which one has had the better... No, we're saying next year. They're both going to be free agents, essentially. So, you are the Jets. Who do you want, Who do you want, Carr or Garoppolo? Well, if, 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 I, if I'm any team, honestly, at this point, I think I want Jimmy Garoppolo. Really? I do. I was leaning Jimmy Garoppolo, and then I thought, 
Carr does have a better arm. He does. He's also throwing a career-high 14 picks this year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, look, they're, they're about the same age. Carr's tools are probably better than Jimmy Garoppolo's, but... How old's Derek Carr now? 30? Jimmy Garoppolo, 30 years old. Well, they're both probably about 30, I would think. Yeah, Derek Carr's 31. He needs a change, change of scenery. He absolutely needs a change of scenery. So, so you're That's saying his only hope? If he, if he went to the Jets or to you know somewhere else, a, a team that has pieces around him, he'd be able to get more out of them than Jimmy Garoppolo would. They're both 31, by the way. Uh, say that again. You feel like Derek Carr would be able to get more out of whatever the future team he joins than Jimmy Garoppolo yeah, would. I do. I mean, I, if you're. If you're asking me, I would take Derek Carr. But if you took, if you want to take Garoppolo, I'm not going to say you're an idiot for taking Garoppolo. I think it is pretty close. Uh, I mean, the one thing about Derek Carr is he's been pretty, pretty durable. And I'm starting to think That's that true. Jimmy Garoppolo, That's a good point. His health is now becoming. What do you think's a bigger? If you're, if you're a a, a team. What's your biggest concern with Garoppolo? His his level of play or his injuries? Oh, it's got to be the injuries. Yeah, he is, after his third season-ending injury in San Francisco, he's going to be labeled an injury-prone player. Now, I think that Derek Carr is... It's interesting. Like, Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback that won't lose you the game. Derek Carr is the quarterback that could win you a game and is probably more likely also to lose you a game, as we saw last week against Pittsburgh. So I I guess I would rather just have the floor of Garoppolo and take my chances with the injury than have a Derek Carr quarterback, you know, a a guy who... And and look, maybe this year is just a down season, but he seems to be on literally the wrong side of 30. All right, let's uh, let's play a little coaching carousel real quick. Da, 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 da. Uh, not coaching carousel, a uh, quarterback carousel. Yes. Right, I'm looking at I'm looking at the AFC: uh, Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, Jets. Jets are going to need a quarterback. They will. They're on the list. Bengals, Ravens, Steelers, Browns. I'll put Pittsburgh on the list. Yeah, they might. Okay, think. So that's two. Uh, Jaguars, Titans, Colts, Texans. Colts are going to need a quarterback. Tennessee that's... might need a quarterback. You like Tannehill? Uh, he's, okay. he's fine. Sure. We'll keep him off for now. Okay. Just, uh, uh, the Raiders now are going to need a quarterback. Yes. And the... What about the Broncos? Well, I think the Broncos are... Chiefs and Chargers are fine. Broncos obviously. are locked into a quarterback whether they like right. it or not. Uh, Eagles don't need one. Cowboys don't need one. What about the Giants? I would have said before this year, maybe, but Daniel Jones, if look, they're, they're going to go to the playoffs, and I, I don't see how you move off of a... Not a young quarterback, but a guy that's taken some strides this season. How about the Commanders? I think they like him. Uh, commanders, now that, that'll that be interesting because Carson Wentz was supposed to be their guy. Has not been. Taylor Heineke, I don't know if he's the quarterback of the future, but they might be. I, I think if they could shop Carson Wentz and get someone to take him, they'd be interested in trying to get one of those two guys. Uh, Vikings, they don't need one. <laughs> uh, Packers, Saints. Falcons. Falcons will need a quarterback. All right. Let's do it the other way. Who's going to be available? Well, right now it's, I mean, okay, so Lamar Jackson technically is a free agent. I'm assuming that he would re-sign with Baltimore. But you're really looking at Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Tom Brady. He's the other free agent. True. 
Well, there's not enough quarterbacks to go to the teams. That's a shame. What about Brock Purdy? Brock Purdy ain't going nowhere. Brock Purdy's the quarterback of the future. He's a backup. Why wouldn't you just trade Brock Purdy to a team he can start on? I thought you said he was QB1. Trey Lance goes back to QB1 next year. Everything resets. Yes, back to Trey Lance. But why? Brock Purdy's going to be... He might be in San Francisco for a decade. Especially... Uh, I'd bet against that. (laughs) We've made a lot of bets. We made a lot of bets today. Let's take Carlito. Let's Can't get some. Uh, let's get some Christmas cheer. Carlito's in Alameda. What's uh, up, man? How are you? Hello, gentlemen. Hello, mm. gentlemen. Uh, by the way, hats off to you guys. Uh, Cross country trip. I, I, I don't know if I can do that. Uh, why? But, uh, it's fun. Why? why uh, I mean, it's challenging. Number one. What's? <laughs> you're trying to lock in. You're driving a car. How tough is that? Got to keep it on the straight and narrow. Country is a long, long way. Well, you don't do it all at once. I'll try it someday. I'll, I'll, I'll try it someday. Okay. Let me get to the Warriors. Please do. I think that I think that they have a chance. Especially John Morant's comments were foolish, and that inspired them to have a great win. Uh, so I think that this, that's going to propel them to to fix this season. Also, by the way, Christmas Day, I was at my sister's, and I couldn't watch any games. She doesn't have cable. You guys ever been in that kind of a bind? Thank All you. the time. Oh, God. I It happened. Oh, man. Well, any, anytime there's a Tuesday night TNT game, yes. I was, uh, I, yeah, I was having those problems, uh, Carlito, early in the season. I got them taken care of. Hey, by the way, there's some, uh, uh, some players in the NBA that might come available at some point, if they're not already. Oh, like, like tra- targets or? Yeah. Like, well, who? I mean, who would be on your list? Well, I, I just throw this out there. Do like, you have any interest in uh, Trey Young? <laughs> Not if I'm the Warriors. John Collins? I like John Collins. How about this? I do like John Collins. What do you like about him? The highlights, Steiny. Yeah, you can jump out of the gym. You can get him to lock it. You see James Harden apparently wants to go back to Houston? They did ask him about it. I think he dodged it, right? Well, it was a Woj story, and Woj, is, of, of course, was saying, you know, sources say... Why would he want to go back to Houston? I think he loves Houston. I, I just, I just love think he loves the city, yeah. I, I think he loves the city, and maybe, I mean, maybe he's looking at that team saying, they just need a guy like me. I I think he, but he obviously just loves Houston. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. By the way, did you see the Nets won again? Ten in a row. They, Collision hey, course with the Warriors. Well, what? We were talking a month ago about tr- maybe trading for Kevin Durant. We are talking about trade targets. They ain't, they ain't moving nobody. Yeah, good point. Good point. 650 wants to know, Steiny, is that a goat on my shirt? It sure is. It sure is. Yeah, that's the goat. Also, do have to mention the 415. Soccer great. Oh, yeah. Pele passed away, 83 years old. Shout out. We're, we're talking about goats, so. Yeah, good point. I brought him up. Uh, not, you know, soccer not on the top of my list, but he was probably the most, like him and Muhammad Ali were probably the most famous athletes of their time. Like world renowned. I'm sorry, 82. But, I mean, if you just look at like, someone just sent me a couple of his numbers. 1,279 goals in 1,363 games. That's not even one a game. Stinks. <laughs> how many assists? Oh yeah, how many points? Yeah. That that I do not have offhand. He's 
What, you didn't call him Pele a selfish player? Uh, no. Of course not. No, of course, of course not. not. But I I remember when he was in New York Cosmo. Dating I remember myself. like it was yesterday. Yeah, Franz Beckenbauer. Well, speaking of selfish players, that, they have? That Giorgio Canalia. He got three... Three hundred fifty-two, three fifty-two assists. So yeah, he liked to fire. He liked to shoot. He liked to fire. Maybe, yeah, was he look like Clay? was he like Clay Thompson? Look like Clay? Was Paley like Clay or was he like Curry? Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Actually, was he like Trey Young? I get the sense Pay was like Gretzky, kind of. Was he like Gretzky? Well, his numbers are so far ahead of. Everyone else, then yes. If you're a soccer expert, who who could you compare Pele to in another sport? Like, is he LeBron James? Like, like would that be the I don't know Babe Ruth of of soccer I back in so. the day? Yeah, just yeah, ultimate winner, incredible yes. record setter. Uh, yeah, our our Peter Pele. But what? Okay, so we're, we're just talking about the different. You know potential uh, trade targets. Are you at the point now with the Warriors that, like, like, are you even thinking about a trade at this point? No. We, we were talking about it a week or two ago. Now it's like, why, why, why would you even mess with a good thing? Well, it's interesting because there were there have been a couple texts on the Xfinity Mobile text line, uh, people saying, you know, I, I, I'd, I'd still be interested in trading Wiseman. I, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see. I don't. I just don't see it. I think especially in light of where they are now as opposed to nine days ago, yeah, it makes a big difference. I mean, Wiseman and Kaminga, I, I don't think they're going anywhere. I, and I don't think – what I asked this to a caller yesterday. I'll throw this out to, to Warrior fans at 888-957-9570. Forget the name of a player. What, like, what position do you even want? Like, what do you need? What what do you, do you want a point guard? Do you want a shooting guard? You want a center? Like what? What does this team need? I think it would probably be a wing, right? I mean, that's Steve Kerr's always said you can never have enough, and this team has shown that they don't need a true big or a true five to win a championship. I mean, at this point, again, if you're looking at the the eight man playoff rotation. I think the only hole that you're trying to figure out is okay. Is is Jermichael Green? Is Jonathan Kaminga? So wouldn't it have to be a you know kind of a, a swing player or some sort of wing? The only issue is there's not really any of those guys out there. Well, and if let's say you found some, but let's just and Jay Crowder. Okay, even though that'll never happen. Yeah, sure. But let's say Jay Crowder. Do you what happens when Jay Crowder starts taking Kaminga's minutes? See, that's the other thing. I think they got to be a little bit careful of. If if you're telling me Kaminga's starting to give you some uh, some legitimate minutes, you don't want to penalize him by bringing in a veteran who's going to probably play more, especially down the stretch when the games get more important. I, I don't think they're looking to make a move right now. Well, with and with how much growth you've seen from all the young guys, why, why would you want to stunt that? Would, would be my question. I mean, even if you could go to out win and a get- championship. Well, to, to win a championship, but if the goal is to, to win and develop, then if you're bringing in, yeah, let's, I don't know, someone threw out Robert Covington on the Xfinity Mobile text line. I think he's on the Clippers, but okay. Or if you're looking at Jay Crowder, which, like you said, will never happen. Okay, then, wh- like, how do they help you now? Who, Wiseman and Kaminga? No, no, no. Uh, wh- whoever you're trading for. Like, is, well, is Jay, that, let's is, just, Jay Crowder gives you 
a player who you can count on, like to play in big games and not be worried. Does that outweigh the development that you're then going to miss from a Wiseman or a Kaminga? Well, if you're telling me we could win a title, then maybe you do put it. But I don't think we're there. Like, I don't think we're there right now. I don't think we are either. But but I also don't think... um, I, I don't think that those guys have much value anyway. Like, you don't get value because you played 10 good minutes, like Wiseman did. If if he plays the next six weeks and he keeps getting better and better and better, well, at that point, you probably won't want to trade him at the trade deadline. I mean, I find it hard to believe that, that anybody's going to give up a proven NBA player for James Wiseman, who... Whether you like it or not, we're not sure yet if he's an NBA player. Well, and that that's the route of the table is any any trade would probably have to include Jonathan Kaminga. If you're trying to get a piece back, that's worth something. But I think they're more likely to. I don't think they want to move Kaminga. Absolutely. Well, I, I don't think they should. Right. But I don't it, think I wouldn't move either of them. But I don't what, want to move either of them right now. Wasn't that not necessarily the holdup? But but if you're throwing out a hypothetical this offseason of hey maybe Kevin Durant might come back maybe he won't. Okay, so Brooklyn's asking for Kaminga first, right? Wiseman second. Sure. Anybody else is a distant third. Okay. So if you're Golden State, to make a move, you have to essentially punt. I, I think if you, if you want to get a piece back that's worth anything that could help you this year in a playoff setting, then you are in a sense giving up a little bit on that second timeline. No doubt. I mean, if look, the, what, what was the uh, what was the trade that everybody kind of thought was there early? Durant for Kaminga, Kaminga, Wiseman, Wiseman Pool. Well, Pool couldn't because he get, he had that extension. I think it had to be it would have to be Wiggins because somebody's got to match Durant's salary. Wiseman makes about twelve. Wiggins makes twenty seven. So well, it's also like Draymond or Clay, but but yes. Well, that's who the Warriors would like. I <laughs> I think that's another thing that may be going on, but I don't know. I think the I you're right. If I'm trading Kevin Durant, Wiggins, Kaminga, and Wiseman. I don't think they're about a rebuild there. No, but but even even if Phoenix is willing to talk shop about a Jay Crowder, you're not going to get Kaminga, but you're asking for one of those two guys to be involved in the deal. Yes, I and, would. Re- and if you're Golden State, you're hanging up the phone. Like that, that that to me is why I felt like even before they won these three games that they were stuck because there's not going to be anyone on the trade market worth giving up your young guys for. That is going to immediately put you over the top of being a surefire final. What about uh, Bogdanovich from Detroit? He's a good score. I mean, and he is he is a wing. But, I mean, okay, do you think this team needs more offense? Like, it seems to me the area that they lack would be defense, and that's why Kaminga and Wiseman's progression has been so huge. Lately, that's that's another good question, and that's why I keep coming back to. I'm not sure that the time's right for a trade because, like, what do they need now? What's been their worst part of their game? Defense, mm-hmm. but that has historically come around. You know, I don't think like I think they can get better defensively just by playing better defense as opposed to getting two guys who trade for two guys who are 
have those reputations. You know what I mean? And and the the reality of the situation is Wiggins was a really good defender for him last year and he hasn't played the last ten games. So I I actually like a defensive player doesn't jump out at me. Oh, they need a defensive player. I like there's something about when when I just mentioned Bogdanovich, I'm like, man, that's that guy can score. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, so I mean, yeah, I, I don't mind having a lot of scores, especially with Steph Curry, who, who can play on or off the ball. But, like, to me, Bogdanovich would be... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Man, he now you got some you got a big-time offensive team. But I, I don't know, does that put you over? If if the rotations is starting five, pools uh, let's say Bogdanovich, sixth man, Poole, seventh man, and uh, eighth man, DiVincenzo. Does that get it done? Well, we'll continue that conversation after Cam Minman, who's coming up on the other side. 95-7 the game, 49ers insider. Speaking of a team that doesn't have to worry about their future, San Francisco 49ers looking pretty good heading into their game this weekend against Las Vegas. We're going to catch up with Cam, talk about the Raiders, talk about the future of this regular season and what might be to come in the postseason for San Francisco. All that on the other side. That's what's coming up on the game brought to you by Fremont Bank, full service banking, no compromises. Also a reminder, 95-7 the game.com is live 
Shop.com is live. Go pick up a DPOY or relevant shirt. They're flying off the shelves. You can get yours now at 957thegameshop.com. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. All right, it's that time of the week. Evan Giddings with Matt Steinmetz here on 95.7 The Game. Our 49ers insider, Cam Inman, is on the line. Cam, what's going on, man? How was your Christmas? How have the holidays been for you? Everything was great, yep. Uh, and we're, we're ready to go full steam into New Year, I believe, which will be uh, Sunday at uh, Allegiant Stadium if Southwest Airlines cooperates. Hey, what'd you get for Christmas? You know what? Somebody just asked me that, and I, all I could think of was I, everything I kept unwrapping seemed to be socks. So right. I'm sure I got some other things here and there that were great, but nothing to brag about. Do you guys have a good Christmas? Oh, fantastic. I actually got a couple pairs of socks myself. Yeah, like, isn't that, that's the thing, huh? It's like, I guess it's the stockings, right? The stocking pun by chimney with care. Yeah, yeah. I got a, uh, I got a uh, ray, uh, new uh, golf rain rain gear. Oh wow! Uh, I'm gonna break that in this weekend. My my wife said that uh, one of the troubles of buying me gifts is that I don't want her buying my golf um, memorabilia or yes, uh, clubs and stuff. Right? So I respect yes. that. So I believe that Matt does that. I constitute like a blank check now to go get me some new wedges or something for like a real good uh, Christmas present. Because women never like you can't buy a woman a purse. No, like oh well, that is give you great instructions. Yeah, well, yeah, they she better be very specific, very yeah. specific. Look, okay, well, Cam, are are, are you going to be out in Las Vegas? Well, we're, that's the plan is is to go as long as the airlines cooperate. Yeah, I will be going uh, day of game. No, it's uh, I'm going to spend New Year's Eve here in the Bay, and then I'm going to go um, morning of hopefully. Well, it is interesting because. Look, the 49ers and the Raiders obviously used to have the cross-bay rivalry, and, and it it feels like, based on where the two teams are at right now, you know, the Raiders have just moved on from Derek Carr. He's now with the team. The Niners are getting ready for the postseason. Do, do you think that some of that sort of, I don't know, I don't want to call it bad blood, but old blood, so to speak, will be renewed a bit this weekend? Do you, do you think that fans are still as invested as the rivalry, in the rivalry, I should say, as they were, say, a few years ago? Well, I think the fans are. I, I don't think the players are, but I, I think you're, I see what you're going with it. And it's like, yeah, it's not the battle of the Bay and for bragging rights of the Bay, but it means a ton to both fan bases. And there was, it was one of the uh, tickets, online ticket places, said that they expect 60% of the crowd to be Niner fans. I just, I'm like, it's got to be way over that. I mean, the Niner fans travel so well this year. I mean, when I saw like these huge crowds in Carolina and Atlanta, and I'm like, okay. I can see this, I guess. And then even Seattle, they took over that stadium, which is really hard to do um, when Seattle was still kind of hanging around in the playoff picture. I, I would expect the Niner fans like to, to swarm that as long as they can get to Vegas. And then that's where the rivalry really exists. And, you know, with the, with the team and the players, um, the, the way pro sports has become, you want to say, like, the Rams were their rival or was it the Seahawks? It's like whoever's like in their way for the division title and then now that we're kind of beyond that, it's like who's who's going to be the Niners' playoff rivals? Because could they meet Green Bay again? Will it be Dallas again? I mean, they've had some great playoff matchups with them, and those are in the picture. So it's kind of like I don't see the players invested in, in the Raiders-Niner rivalry. But, I mean, people were asking about the Battle of the Bay. 
and in the locker room this week, and I just kind of chuckled and go, "These guys don't. They don't care about that. That's <laughs> that's not a, exa- at all on their agenda, other than to win. You know, game number sixteen of seventeen. Yeah, exactly. Uh, hey, Cam, w- the 49ers right now are the uh, three seed behind. Uh, the- they're a game behind the Vikings. I actually like acknowledging they can go to Minnesota and win. I. I don't think anybody doubts that. I do think it's important to get the second seed because I think oh. that that I mean, if you can avoid going to Minnesota, why wouldn't you? How much emphasis do you think Shanahan's putting on winning the last two games? I think you have to go in saying we need to win these games until you're until that's out of the picture. Because I, Matt, I agree. I mean, it's don't undersell an extra home playoff. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they had they've had two here at Levi Stadium uh, since the joint opened up in 2014, and they they won those handily and route to the Super Bowl in the 2019 season. So, um, I would imagine that will be a big rallying cry, saying, "Look, this we are not locked in at number three. Um, we've seen that the Vikings are vulnerable. They're pulling out these one score wins barely, um, so they definitely could lose in the next one or two weeks. Uh, the Eagles have a quarterback that's hurt. Their right tackles hurt. They just lost the game." They all of a sudden appear vulnerable again. So it's like, hey, let's get as much as we can and get greedy, get the wins, and get in the playoffs, and hopefully stay home uh, until you know the NFC Championship game, or they can even host that. That'd be great. Cam Inman joining us here on ninety five seven The Game, our Forty ers Insider. Something that we've been kind of talking about this week, Cam, is you know the the strength or, or lack of strength of schedule when it comes to the 49ers. And I know that in some of the games, say Miami, Miami's running a five-game win streak. The, their record doesn't look as good now after kind of stumbling after playing the 49ers. But how much stock do you put into how much a team has been tested throughout the regular season? Because right now, of the playoff teams in the NFC, in the AFC, all around, uh, the 49ers' schedule has been a little softer than those other teams. Does, do you think that matters? Evan, I think it's a great point, but I don't think there's a great way to calibrate it because I don't think there's great teams in the NFL outside of maybe a couple in the AFC. Um, and Kansas City was here, and so we saw how they did against them, and it was kind of a close game until they got blown out in the second half. Um, but you know what? I was just doing some research on how the Niners fared against tight ends this season because the, the Raiders have a good one in Darren Waller, right? Mm-hmm. Going game by game saying, all right, who are the best tight ends the Niners have faced? And, you know, Travis Kelsey, number one, right? And he didn't score a touchdown. I think they've only allowed three touchdowns to tight ends all year. And two of those came in the Falcons game um, to Kyle Pitts and McCole Pruitt. So it's kind of like, all right, well, those guys aren't superstar tight ends either. And then I'm kind of looking at going, they haven't really played any great tight ends besides Kelsey, and they haven't played any super great teams. I don't know how many great teams there are, so I wouldn't hold it against the 49ers. They're, and it's not like they're squeaking out wins either. I mean, they're they're handling their business against these teams. So it's not like they're going, whew, just got by those guys. They're not any good. And then um, the, the great stat that's going around right now is that every team that played the 49ers has lost the following week. Yeah. Um, and it is a great stat, but I think Dre Greenlaw put it a great way yesterday saying, um, I kind of hate that stat because it doesn't tell us whether we're great or if the other team's bad or if they're any good. And so I think that's, that's great that the Niners aren't reading too much into it other than they can say, yeah, we're physically imposing our will on guys and they're, they're bruised up the next week and can't play. I don't know. I think that's reading a little bit too much into it, but it, it is a cool stat. Is there any concern either 
with uh, by Shanahan or like even 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 with you that that once the playoffs start and that jump in intensity and and talent and all that's is there any part of you worried that that Brock Purdy might have trouble reaching the next level of play, so to speak? Well, I, I, yeah, it's a great question. It, it brings up a, you know, a valid concern. But then you kind of look back and say, well, all right, Brock Purdy made his first career start against Tom Brady and beat him, right? And then he was in a reception live with about six players deep afterwards to go shake Brady's hand. So it's kind of like, all right, so he's seen that. He's overcome that. And then he goes into Seattle, a venue where nobody, no Niners usually win, and he wins that. So it's like, and it, it hasn't phased him. And it hasn't phased him because, one, he's confident and very prepared. Um, and, and, two, he has a tremendous supporting cast around him, including the coaches. So I, I, I'm not, I don't think it's steering headlights thing coming in the playoffs for Brock Purdy. Um, not, not what these teams are going to play. Because, I mean, what are you going to play? Like, probably the, the Commanders or the Giants. Um, and, and I think you can, you know, dispatch those teams and get to the next round, and then you get to the next round. Next thing you know, it's Brock Purdy's playing for a Super Bowl, what, 30 minutes from where he grew up in Arizona. Um, it's a great story, the way it's unfolding. And there's there's nothing that Brock Purdy's done where you go, oh, boy, I just don't know about this guy. Like, there's this big flaw in his game. I don't see it yet. And it, it could be there, and it could surface in the playoffs when the pressure, like you said, when the pressure amps up. And um, we'll find out. Well, Cam, you, you talk about Brock Purdy and, look, on paper, as far as his statistics, are very similar. I was looking the other day to you know, Jimmy Garoppolo in his last you know, three and three-quarters games. But obviously the offense has, has taken another step. And last week against Washington, one of the best defenses in football, 37 points is nothing to scoff at. Why do you think that the 49ers offense has been unlock so to speak with Brock Purdy even though again if, if you match up him and Jimmy Garoppolo on paper statistically they seem to be similar quarterbacks there's a few reasons um, I mean one you can maybe point to how uh, Shanahan is scripting some of the plays it seems a little bit more of a fun offense and Brock's got a little bit more mobility to escape and run some bootlegs and it, it's 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 an enjoyable watch right um, I, I kind of like it it's just it's it's and here's the other thing. This game is about turnovers, right? And the Niners are not fumbling the ball. He's had what two interceptions in his four games. Um, that is that is critical when you when you can kind of control the tempo and where you're going, and you're not giving up. Um, you're putting your defense in bad position. Uh, that helps the offense also, obviously. Hey Cam, let me ask you about uh, uh, McCaffrey because his his acquisition is kind of. Uh, it's easy to acknowledge that as a as a turning point um, uh, in the offense. What? How do you think they'll uh, if they're fully healthy? You know, Debo's back, Mitchell's back. How how do you think this all plays out in the postseason? In terms of you know touches and carries and and does does Mitchell close in the fourth quarter? How do you think? How do you think they'll do it? Yeah, because we didn't really get too much of a, a look at it, right, with, with McCaffrey and Mitchell on the field at the same time. Um, I, I think McCaffrey's your, your go-to guy no matter what. Um, and if he needs some, you know, if he needs a break, then you can bring in Mitchell. You can even bring in J.P. Mason to do the finishing off. Um, but it's gonna it's it, it's a nice problem to have, but I don't even think it's a problem. I, I just 
we haven't seen Mitchell on the field yet, right? So it's he's had to be out for another two months because of a knee sprain. So he might get back on the field practicing Friday, probably next week, when they make sure to open up his IR window. Um, and I, I mean, like you said, I don't think you can overstate how big of an impact Christian McCaffrey's addition has been to this 49er team. They haven't lost a game with him in the starting lineup. He just brings so much to the offense, whether he has the ball running it, whether he's receiving it, or whether he's a decoy and distracting the defenders to follow him. Um, I, you got like so like that. If, if you have Mitchell in the backfield, I'd still keep McCaffrey out there in the slot or something just yeah. to, to, to play mind games with that defense and discover the mismatch. And Shanahan's offense is all about finding the mismatches. Right. And if you got a weapon like McCaffrey, wherever he's out there and a, a boggles of the defense, great. Yeah, no doubt. Well, we appreciate you, Cam. Uh, hope you make it out to Las Vegas safely, and we appreciate your insight. We'll talk to you next week. All right, thanks, Evan. Thanks, Annie. We'll see you guys. Happy New Year. Happy see New Year. Cam Inman, 95.7 The Game 49ers Insider. So something he did say, or you know, that Drake Greenlaw said that, that Cam kind of put it into perspective I thought was interesting about the, the stat that everyone is infatuated by, the 0-13 right. week after playing. Well, Drake Greenlaw is, is kind of correct. Like, you really don't know how good you are and you aren't if teams are always losing after you play them. It sounds to me like if I would have said to Dre Greenlaw, yeah, that stat shows you that teams you beat stink. <laughs> he would have laughed. He wouldn't have gotten sensitive about it like some 49er fans. <laughs> uh, I, I think sometimes I think coincidences are just that. They're just they're coincidences. Like, they're... That's a great stat. I, I do not want to take away from that stat. But, you know, I just think there's so many reasons for different stats. You know, like when they say the Warriors, you know, the Warriors are 0-6 with Scott Foster. He's there. They have the worst record with Foster than any other official in the league. Well, somebody's got to have the worst record <laughs> yeah. for the Warriors. And you know what? Somebody for Dallas has a ref where they're Owen sit. You know what I mean? So th- certain things have to, you know, just will happen because they have to. Um, well, it's interesting too, because like, okay, you, you play Seattle on a Thursday. So everyone's making a big deal about the, the Niners getting 10 days of rest between mm-hmm. that. Well, Seattle also gets 10 days of rest between them and their next game. Oh, but they got to go play Kansas city. So it's right. like, you know, I, I understand people making the point about, all right, the 49ers wear you down. They're the most physical team in football. Whatever. But I also think it probably just part of it is coincidence. Like, maybe teams aren't shouldn't be 0-13. But based on how the Niners beat up teams, and especially how we saw, like, D'Amico Ryans kind of expose some offenses, if they were 2-11 and or 3-10, and that wouldn't necessarily shock me either. It's kind of, I, I kind of feel like... Well, maybe seven of the 13 teams did stink, all right? Yeah. So that leaves six. And maybe two of those losses, two teams just blew games. I, I mean, I, we could go through them, not that I want to, but, you know, maybe maybe two ga- two teams had games won and they just they lost it on the last play. So there there might be a reason. There there may be a reason for it, but it's, it's a good stat. And there's no doubt their defense is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, you look at all the wins they have, it's, and even at the time that they beat the team, it's like, all right, Seattle early in the year, well, they weren't the team that they became midway through the season. The Rams, as we found out, now stink. The Carolina Panthers, at the time, even with McCaffrey in Week 5, weren't very good. Rams, again, starting to fall off even more. Chargers, extremely banged up at that point in the season. 
Cardinals on a second string quarterback. The Saints are, I don't know, trying to figure out who they are. Miami apparently got exposed into a tongue of Iloa. Tampa Bay has fallen off a cliff, although somehow still in first place. Seattle again runs into the Chiefs the next week, and then Washington. It's like so. Yes, you you can go through each of those games and say, yeah, some some of the teams just aren't very good, and and maybe they have kind of a, an interesting week after. But I do think it's funny that Dre Greenlaw said explicitly, I don't like that stat. Yeah. Hey, 510. Settle down, 510. Simmer. He says, you mean like the Colts versus the Eagles? (laughs) Uh, He'll take a cheap shot at my Eagles. Come on now. So you got the Eagles. You got the Vikings. In case you don't know what he's saying, is the Niners beat the Colts and then next week. Wait, no. The Colts did beat the Eagles, I thought. Wait, the Niners didn't play either team. No, no, no. I, I honestly don't know what the five one zero is talking about. Oh. But, but T, okay, so five one zero. What are you doing? You got me all discombobulated. We're we're moving around today. We, we've hit on geography. We've hit on traffic. We've hit on quarterback carousels. Although, actually, I I should have asked Cam. I did want to ask Cam what he think is he thinks is going to happen to Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo. But okay, so which teams, Steiny, would you say that you claim like? Eagles and Vikings are those. Whatever team wins. Well, then you're a front runner. Yes. So now you're back on the Warriors bandwagon. Um, I feel like the Warriors. <laughs> I, I, here, you want me to explain my fandom? Please do. I, I think I did this we yesterday. We got until 2 o'clock. I think I did this yesterday. I tend to root for teams and players that I feel have been written off or unfairly maligned. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what. It doesn't mean I'm a fan. It means uh, let's let's put it this way: I have a soft spot for those teams. I have a soft spot for the Minnesota Vikings and Kirk Cousins. Yes, I do. Why? Because I feel like they they're the object of more disrespect than they really should get. I just don't think that's right. So I kind of root for Kirk Cousins. The Eagles, they're the perfect example of yeah when they win. I'll claim them. <laughs> I mean, what do you want me to say? Well, so it's no, a- I, like, I hope the Eagles, I definitely want the Eagles and the 49ers to uh, make it to the NFC Championship game. Literally, well, let me take that back. I don't want to use it wrong. But that game, I truly do not care who wins. Like, I have no vested interest in Philly, San Francisco, and the NFC Championship. I, I can live with either team winning. But you're you're rooting for Brock Purdy, right? I mean, he's he's Why? an underdog. He's Cinderella. Well, I root for teams and certain players. See, Brock Purdy right now is on a pedestal. See, I tend not to root for guys already on a pedestal, and because everybody's acknowledging that Brock Purdy's a great story, and because he's playing so well, quite frankly, uh, he's receiving more praise than criticism. So. Um, it's it's about who's maligned. No, our, our producer John put it, I think, in pretty good terms. You're a sports hipster. You, you you buck trends. You zig when they zag. That's that's too rigid a way to explain me. So right now, the San Francisco Giants have been much maligned in recent weeks. You rooting for them? Who? The San Francisco Giants? Uh, no, no, I don't root for them. Why not? Um, They're trying to figure things out, Stiney. I mean, free agency was it was a swing and a miss, and then it was a it was a foul ball. But then it was a home run. But then the home run got, got called back, and it was actually a foul ball. You got Angel Hernandez. I mean, it's 
I also have... I feel you got reason to root for the Giants now. People written them off. I, I, I must tell you uh, that... <laughs> yeah, no. The Giants, I mean, good good luck to... I don't root against the Giants, except when they're winning. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> no. 2021 was a tough year. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I mean, the Warriors... I've developed more of a soft spot for the Warriors than I had five, ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Because, like, again, they, they okay, the Warriors are fitting my narrative of why I'd be coming around on them. When they were a dynasty, it was almost like, and they were great, and one of the great, but it, it felt over the top at times. And it was so hard, like they're so good that either it was hard to criticize or look at objectively, or that when you did, people, oh, you hate on a team that's won 73 games, and they're right. They're right. Okay, so now, here we are. Curry's 34. The bench isn't as good. Draymond, you know what? I like them more now. You know, I, I, I you know, they're, 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 to me, easier to talk about Definitely. because they, they're just one of the teams that can win it instead of the overwhelming favorite. So, uh, yeah, I, if, I don't root for the Warriors. I don't root against them. I just I like to see. I, I do enjoy letting the season play out. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to to what we do, the the Warriors right now are are gold because no one's really sure which which way this thing is going. I mean, who knows? Curry could miss more time, and the season could derail itself, or the Warriors could catch fire and win twenty five of their next thirty. I mean. Oh, Who knows? The other thing is, you know, my allegiance. We can, you know, that'd be a fun topic the last hour. How, how do you decide what team you're allegiant to? If it's outside of, well, I was just born there and that's my, you know. I'm a f- Not a team that you're a fan of, but a team that you're you're loyal to? No, or? no, no. Like, like, okay, I, like if I know somebody who works for a team, I'm going to root for that team. Like, obviously, the, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah. Because they're coach. So, yeah, I root for the Timberwolves. I want to see him do well. Finchy. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm a Bucks fan, but I wasn't born in Tampa or ever, ever lived in Tampa. There we go. Wait, what? I'm a Tampa Bay Bucks fan, but I've never lived or was born there. Yeah, you sh- I don't know if you're allowed to do be that. Allowed. What? But you're not a Packer fan? No. They used to play get three games a year in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. This is actually... This anyway, is what, real quick. This uh, is what I want to dig into. And now, the, although I do hate a team now. Yeah, I do not like the Atlanta Hawks. I was going to say we didn't say because it for of, the other side. Yeah, okay. No, the Atlanta Hawks are on Steiny's bleep list. What? Which teams Good are on? Goal. Which team? Which teams are on your bleep list? Bay Area teams, teams in the NFL, teams in the NBA, maybe even teams in the MLB. People still watch baseball. Evan Giddings and Matt Steinmetz with you. We got one more hour left until two o'clock before JD and Allen take over. Steve Kirk coming up at five o'clock. And hey, if you don't have any plans for New Year's Eve. Don't worry, because you can join Bay Area Radio legend Chewy Gomez from 1021 Jams and the great DJ Mind Motion this Saturday as they host the biggest New Year's Eve party in the South Bay at the San Jose Marriott. For tickets and more information, go to taylorrocks.com or call 408 690 That's taylorrocks.com or call 408 690 Evan Giddings and Steinmetz on the other side on 95.7 The Game. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. 
Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.